Blog Talk Radio. joining us on the Here We Are radio show, an interactive part of the HereWeAreWithLucy.com family. The basis of our mission is to inspire you, support your personal growth, and make your busy life better, brighter, and easier. If you're interested in living well and saving time, I invite you to come by and subscribe so you're alerted to new content. It's free. Your information is never sold or shared. Plus, we know you are busy and prefer quality to quantity, so we don't bug you with constant updates. It's Monday, September 19, 2011, and today's show, Lisa Casper, entrepreneur, making sense of it all, is designed to help women with dreams and goals. I invited Lisa on the show because she is someone who is following her passion and juggling a whole lot. She's a busy woman with a successful business and family life. And for those of you who don't know Lisa, she is the creative force behind Blue Moon Candles. And since starting her candle business in Southern California over 10 years ago, she has been finding inspiration in surprising places and redefining eco-conscious candles with an edgy style. Lisa believes that candlelight should be an affordable luxury for everyone. Her latest venture, Eden's Alchemy Bathworks, was created after searching for an answer to her daughter's struggle with eczema and asthma. The Eden Alchemy product line of natural bath and body daily indulgences is free of synthetic chemicals and good for you and good for the environment, too. You can contact Lisa at Lisa at BlueMoonCandles.com. And, of course, you can see the beautiful lineup of products at www.BlueMoonCandles.com as well as www.EdensAlchemy.com. And I'm going to spell that for you. That's Edens, E-D-E-N-S, Alchemy, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com. In the interest of full disclosure... I met Lisa a while back, and I learned about her company, Blue Moon Candles, and then I ended up writing a whole review, and and we did a a promotion together at the uh, Here We Are with Lucy website. It was very successful, and I can vouch that this lady makes lovely products, and you will not be disappointed. We have a lot to cover because Lisa has quite a lot to share. So I'm going to welcome Lisa now, and I can't tell you listeners how much I've been looking forward to interviewing her. So hello, Lisa. Hi, Lucy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Oh, good. And I know people who listen to the show are going to get a lot out of it. Um, all right, so let's let's get down to basics. Tell us about a bit about how all of this started, because everybody's got hopes and dreams and wants to do things and maybe have their own business. Did you grow up thinking, I am going to make candles and perfume one day? No, not as much as you would think, but I've always had 
a definite interest in herbs and plants and the healing properties that they have and the way that smells, like from a candle, for instance, would carry an emotion and the glow of candlelight. My grand, Both of my grandmothers were very into having candles around, so I was always around it, and it seemed like a natural progression to turn that passion into a business. So, so let me see. You're saying that it was what they call the aromatherapeutic aspect of candles that drew you. So, because sense, sense is a very important uh, uh, muscle, or, or uh, you know, a sense, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, the, sometimes you, know, you can smell something, and it'll just take you right back to a certain day or a certain time, and that's always interested me. Right, the olfactory trigger that brings yeah. you in, and you have a memory comes right back, and uh, and sometimes it's not a good scent either. That's true. <laughs> right? Like sometimes that's things true. happen, ooh, you know, but but I think that's a, a anyway, all right. Let's 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 so you you wanted to do this, you had an interest, you decided I'm going to start making candles. Um and listeners, before we really get into this, I want you to know that in order for Lisa to share as much information as possible, we won't be taking calls during this show. But Lisa is going to be holding a giveaway based on this show, and and at the end of the show, she will give out a secret word. So listen carefully. It may only be said once, and she'll explain uh, the details of that promotion later on. Lisa, Eden's Alchemy is a bath, body, and perfume line that is paraffin and phthalate-free. Every day, each of us is exposed to chemicals in this society, and I believe it's important to cut down whenever we can on our exposure. Please explain what paraben and phthalate, if I'm saying this correctly, free means, and why it's important. You bet. Well, for us, it means that our products do not contain any parabens, phthalates, or for that matter, we don't have formaldehyde, lanolin, or sodium lauryl sulfate either. And what those things are, it can be broken down depending on the chemical. Parabens and formaldehyde are chemicals used in preservatives to make the products that are sitting on shelves in the store last a really long time. And they're cheap, and they're usually pretty well tolerated by people unless you have eczema or dermatitis. Like my daughter, she has eczema, so it's anything with those kind of chemicals are just harsh for her. And phthalates are actually a plasticizer. It's a chemical used to keep plastic soft and flexible, like what's um, on your electrical wiring to keep the cord flexible. And they're found in a lot of fragrances today and a lot of nail polish and other bath and body products. So now our the phthalate, this, uh-huh. the, the, the phthalate issue came up recently in the media about with the shower curtains. Definitely. So it's you, are in you a saying, lot of things. It's in a, that means that I mean this if this isn't enough to scare you from using products with this you're putting people not not your products let me be clear uh-huh. to the listeners not the Eden's Alchemy, Alchemy products but other products on the market are actually containing items that are in the same as in shower curtains right we don't need those in our body you know there's a no, lot we do not. of there's a lot of studies that they've done and there's a big debate on even with the parabens you know are they harmful at what degree are they harmful how much do you have to ingest and our take on it here is why ingest any if you don't have to why have it it's not necessary and that was why i used the shower curtain example it really is pretty gross it is you know it brings it home when you think of that you're putting that in your body skin Mm -hmm. is the largest organ of our body and it absorbs nutrients as well as the toxins so pretty much everything we slather on throughout the day 
we're absorbing that. It's going into our bloodstream and into our tissues. And so why put anything there that doesn't need to be there? If it doesn't have a good purpose or it's not 100% necessary, why do we want to have that? I agree. And I just wrote an article called What's Your Number? And it was about taking count of all the chemicals that are in the products we use. Oh, that's huge. And, you know, what you put on your body goes in your body. It and does. and that's an easy way to remember it. And, I'm, uh, you know, it's it, thank Thankfully, there are ways for people to avoid this, and you know, with with more companies like your own, this will hopefully be a trend that will end. But in the meantime, we are faced when you go to the store with shelves upon shelves of things right. that are just loaded. Um, so, okay, so now we know. So, tell us again what is not in your products. It's it's phthalate free. They're paraben free. Right. Right, and also formaldehyde-free, which is another um, stabilizer that people use to keep things on the shelf a long time. You know, they actually use that to keep dead bodies preserved. Why would you want to put that in your living body? You know, Mm. it's nasty. And SLS or sodium lauryl sulfate, it's, it's great in products because it makes everything foamy and bubbly, but it's an engine degreaser. We're not engines. You know, why do you want to put that? into your body when there's other natural products that you can use to get the same results. Well, you just so we don't have any of that. Thank you. And I think that that is something for people who aren't aware of what what they're putting on their body to start thinking and very and it's very simple. It's very easy to start to change your approach to things in as a, as a consumer, you know, and what what you're what you're doing to yourselves. Okay. Right. Now. What's your approach to the organic ingredient trend? Oh, that's a great question. For us, I guess I look at our products similar to cooking. I have a passion for cooking, so it just makes sense to me that that would translate over into the bath and body. Better ingredients are always going to make a better product. Organic and natural is always better than man-made, in my opinion, and synthetic. If you use ingredients that have a purpose, it's not just a filler, you know, I've heard the saying before, if you wouldn't put it in your mouth, don't put it on your skin because your skin's going to absorb what we feed it. So I guess that's our take is that we use organic whenever possible because it's just going to give a better product. And it's going to be a product that has ingredients for a purpose and healing your skin and helping your body rather than just filling it up or, you know, putting grease on top of your skin. That's not the purpose. It's to actually do some good as well. So you're 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 when you use these better ingredients you're getting the benefit of the immediate relief if it's a cream or you know a beautiful fragrance but you're also getting in some instances a dual purpose of the benefit definitely definitely okay now listeners another important factor about Eden's Alchemy is that especially for the animal lovers out there like me I I need to mention that they're vegan and they're cruelty free so bravo, Lisa, on that. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you also use the words handcrafted and hand-blended to describe your products. Tell us a little bit about your process for both Blue Moon and Eden's Alchemy. Oh, that's perfect. Hand-blended and handcrafted are huge terms for me. And what that means is we craft every single product by hand. Our candles, not only is it hand-wicked, but the wax is blended by hand with the fragrance and the, you know, the perfect wax for that type of candle. <clears throat> and our Eden's Alchemy products are made in small batches with fresh ingredients so that we can deliver the quality that we want and guarantee an excellent product. What that means is we don't mass-produce anything by machines, 
and there's no automated process. It's done by a person, an artisan. Machines don't have a soul, and they don't have the ability to create that an artisan does. So we put our energy and our passion into creating products that we know you're going to love when you get them. You know, we want you to feel excited from when you get your box and you open it. Not only is it beautiful, but it's something that you can feel good about using. And that's something that only the hand term can give you. You're not going to get that same thing by something that they've produced hundreds of them. They're sitting on the shelves. They're cranking them out by machines. It's just not the same as what an artisan can produce. And I think, too, without having all the additional chemicals to keep things on the shelf for years, when you do open up your product, I know this for a fact, it smells so beautiful. And I don't think you can ever uh, recreate that with a mass-produced product. It has to be made by hand, and it has because there's a – I mean, just by virtue of the fact, I don't think I'm giving anything away here, is that the shelf life isn't going to be as long because it's right. not loaded oh, with the not. synthetics. But the, the beauty of that is that it's freshly made and that you get to enjoy it freshly made and you know you're doing some good versus, you know, right. all the other things we just talked about. Um, so so that is very important, and it's made with love. It sounds, when you speak about it, it's just such a nice thing to hear. Definitely. Well, you know, it's meant to be used. It's not meant to sit on a chair, on a, you know, your shelf and just sit there and wait for you. It's meant to be used and enjoyed. And it's made when you order it. You know, we have all of our batches are made within two weeks of your order being placed. So it's not something that's stored and just sitting around. It's fresh, and you can count on that when you get it. Even the candles are. You know, those are made to order. They're not pre-made at all. They're when you order them. They're ready for you alone in the color that you choose and the fragrance that you choose. So it makes a difference. That's very nice. And actually, that's good to know. uh, I'm actually working on a piece for uh, wedding favors and ideas for weddings, and that's a very nice thing that you could actually, someone could work with you on candles to do candle uh, favors for the wedding or for shower gifts or whatever. And, you know, something that there is a couple's favorite scent or Ideas like that, and and, uh, there's a lot of perks to having something um, so uh, personally made. Right, right. You could match the colors of the wedding or the fragrance in the bride's bouquet. You could do so many different things with that. And and I think it's also exciting to be able to design your own. I love it. Hopefully everyone will. Now let's let's do, that that actually brings me to a, a quick style note. I'm interested to find out what is the perfume trend right now, and is there a certain scent that you're seeing that's more popular this year than maybe you've noticed in the past? You know, we've had a lot of success. Everybody really likes pink sugar. There's a, a fragrance company called Aqualina, and they have pink sugar fragrance. This year we have a new one, and it's we call it Pink Sugar's Exotic Sister. It's Dark Kiss. And what it is, it smells like a blend of Mirabella plum, black raspberry and amber, peony flowers, vanilla bean, sensual musk, and fresh spun cotton candy. It's really darker than the pink sugar fragrance and super sexy, and everybody's loving that right now. That just sounds beautiful. It's perfect for fall. You know, it's not too heavy, so you can wear it during the day, but it's perfect for at night when the temperature is coming down a little bit and you just want something with that extra. You know, it's not too fruity, and I think the vanilla really comes through. It just smells so good. 
So there are a lot of notes in it. It's not just Definitely. one straight scent. You're really no. blending. And, and that's it changes awesome. throughout the evening as you wear it. I've noticed even when I wear it, you know, it starts out, you smell the top notes, the sweeter notes, and as the evening progresses, it just changes on everyone. It smells really good. So now, because your products are vegan and cruelty-free, are you the quote-unquote guinea pig for a lot of the product Definitely. Lines? Yeah, we have a lot of guinea people. All of our friends and family <laughs> are roped into that, but they don't seem to mind too much, so I'm really thankful sure to have them. It's a, it's a fun thing, and you know, I guess you get a lot of feedback that way, too. It's direct. Definitely. Um, okay, Lisa, we're, we're about halfway through the show, and I really, uh, we're learning from you so so much so far, so let's get to the broader perspective from what you're doing with Blue Moon and Eden's Alchemy, and, and let's learn from you about starting and being in business. And as a female entrepreneur, I know you can help others avoid reinventing the wheel. This episode is called Making Sense of It All. So can you share practical tips or maybe uh, common sense strategies that you've learned by actually doing? And to get you going, I'd like to drill down a bit on this word passion. We constantly hear, follow your passion over and over and over again, and all these different articles and people talking about this and books out on the market, follow your passion. But how does one really apply this when you're starting and running a business? Wow, that's a great question. You know, Passion, for me, you know, the definition of that, when I think of it, it's an intense driving feeling or a conviction, something you have a deep interest in. And it's so much easier and more pleasant to go to work and do something every day when it's work that you love. I've actually caught myself when I'm making candles, I feel like a big goof because I catch myself with a huge grin on my face and I'm having the best time. And that tells me it's not just a business, it's something that you have a passion for. So if you think in your mind, if you're deciding you're a woman and you want to start a business, think about something that you really enjoy, not just for the money's sake, because when you're doing it, the goal is to do that for the rest of your life and to be really happy when you're doing it. And that's going to come through in everything that you do. You know, when you're thinking about your business plan, when you're thinking about, you know, laying out all of the things ahead of you, it just makes things go so much easier if it's something that you already have a passion for. So the passion equals the happiness quotient, correct? Yes, definitely. For me, it does, and I think that it would for anyone. You know, if it's something that you're just doing to make money or you're just trying to, you know, start a business for the sake of doing it, you're missing one of the key points because that's going to become wearing after a while. Business is hard for anybody. There's a lot of details that you have to follow through on. It's tedious. And if it's something you truly love, it's going to make that so much easier to do. Right, because it doesn't matter how much money you're making if you hate what right. you're doing. Right. It's grueling. And, and that amount of money, while it may be nice at first, getting up to do that job every day is not a happy, doesn't make for a happy person or a happy life. Very so true. So what you're saying, I like that, that the passion is the happiness. Look for the happiness factor. Right. And and it could be anything that anybody wants to do. It does, you know, you have a particular area. Everybody has something that they feel feel good about, and it's about getting back down to that basic. Now, tell right. us about the dreaded planning part. I think this is <laughs> the hardest part for anybody starting anything. Um, so people get excited at the prospect of something new and different, and and they I think that the wheels start turning, and they they oh I'm going to do this, and I love this, and they you know they start getting out there and interviewing people, and maybe renting space or buying merchandise or what before. Or they really are ready. Right. And the planning. All right, talk, talk about the planning. 
Well, planning is where it gets sticky. <laughs> For okay. Me, planning is key because I started very small. You hear the the terms bootstrapped and micro business. For me, what that meant was I don't have any money to waste on trial and error because I'm self-funded. I didn't take out a business loan. For me, I chose when I make when I made my business plan and I kind of researched everything. I chose that all of my profit is going to go back in the business for a while, you know, those first few years as you're getting started. So you have to plan ahead and really research, you know, what is available in the market? How many other people are doing this? What can I do different that no one else is doing? For me, that was, you know, I saw a need. I I love candles. I wanted candles in a specific color or specific fragrance, and I couldn't find it because everything was pre-made. So for me, that's where the planning came in. I thought, you know what, this is something I'm experiencing. Most likely other people will feel the same. I'm going to fill that need by offering something unique that you can get in your own color. Or, you know, for the bath and body business, planning came in dealing with my daughter. She has eczema. And the only solutions that doctors could give us was, you know, slather on more chemical and steroid-laden goop. That's not a good enough solution for me. So I started thinking, you know, if she has these problems, other people probably do too. Why don't we research the ingredients and make a better product that will fill that need that's something, you know, for people who love fragrance, you can still smell wonderful and not have all that junk on your skin. And for people who do have allergies, you don't even have to have the fragrance. You can have the wonderful moisture. You can have all the other things without that ingredient. So I think the key would be planning that way. Okay, and that was very good. And I want to just break that down and and have Mm -hmm. you clarify. So the first thing is to start small. Is that what I'm hearing you say? For me, I know some people, you know, choose a different route. But for me, starting small was important because I didn't have money to waste. If I, you know, made a bunch of products without knowing what was going to sell well or what was going to be well-received, then I'm going to have a bunch of inventory left that I can't do anything with, and and now, I don't have I like, an extra I, money to draw on for that. I like what you just said. You didn't have money to waste, and in this economy, I don't know anybody who has any money to waste. That's so true. You know, and That's it's so very true. important. And I don't think you should be frozen if you're in business or whatever your endeavor is, is to not spend money on you know learning or trying right. things. But at the same time, what you're saying is very good advice. Is that you really need to look at everything and where are you putting your dollars, and then. And the second step that you offered us is to reinvest, Definitely. reinvest in the company. Now, that that could mean, I guess, for someone else, maybe take a class or you know, it's a seminar. Always, there's so many things that you could do. Ask other people, too. You know, networking is huge. And I try to find people who know how to think, do things that I don't. You know, business, the business aspects were difficult for me because I'm creative. I can create anything. But when it gets down to the details, I need help. So I usually find friends that can offer that advice, and I'll ask them. And I like that you also you you looked at uh, first with Blue Moon and then with Eden's Alchemy. You looked at what were the holes in the market, what couldn't you find, so that you could serve a certain segment. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but did that in doing that, that's how you you had your little niche so to speak and then it started to grow and then i'm sure that you know you obviously offer a lot of things but so another as well as other people are offering similar items but you have your unique brand and right. and quality control but you started by finding what was a need and serving that need right definitely 
what can you do that's a little bit different even? You know, there's so many. You know, when you think of candles, my goodness, there's so many companies. But what's a little bit different? Ours, not only are they custom-made, but we are one of the first companies that are using vegetable and fruit waxes. We don't just have soy wax. So it's a need that you can have something more healthy, something sustainable. It's not the typical thing. And in the bath and body, same thing. You know, you don't have to have parabens and phthalates in your product. You can have something that's actually great for your skin. So now let's go on to, and this is all part of the planning, A couple, just a, a few words on do you need to spend money and time on a business plan? Well, for me, I didn't have money to spend when I started that, so I didn't spend any money, but I spent a great deal of time. And you can research. They have you know mock-ups online you can look at. I also went to several friends that were successful, and I relied on them for their input. My mother's great at business. My husband has good business sense. The Indie Network, you know, there's people that are available to help you. So that's how I started was I, I made a plan in my mind, and then I went over it on paper, and then I went to friends and said, you know, and I respect And then you started doing, sense. though, right? Absolutely. You, you started to do, Lisa. You didn't just, right. like, look at the – and you didn't spend a year on the business plan, correct? You just no, no, no. Okay, I so spent about two that, months on mine and right, just now, going over it. And that was, and two months is probably a good amount of time. Give yourself like a, a maybe a, a, a date at the end to say um, whatever right. it is it is, and it's probably always going to be changing. Absolutely. All right, we have five minutes. We have a lot to cover, Lee. So let's okay. let's move on to patience. How does it apply, and why is it important? Well, for me, it was important for growing slowly because I don't have the ability to mass produce, and I don't want to be that company. So for me, it was all about, you know. Just growing as my customer base grows. I want to get the word out about our company, but we're just pacing ourselves and taking time to grow that way. You don't want to hire a bunch of employees and go crazy when you're not sure, you know, how your products are going to be received. So it's important to take your time and start slow. There's no harm in that. And there's nothing right. There is no nothing wrong with being patient and waiting till you get to the next level. Right. Before, you know, and that's one of the things I think a lot of people, when you read about businesses that fail, that they, they overreach too quickly. And this goes on the small scale as well as the large scale, like uh, Boston, uh, Boston Market did that. That's a right. great example of overreach and not waiting it out a bit. Preparation. Is this the same thing as planning, or is this, where, is this the part where the plan takes action? That's a good question. You know, there are similar terms. And I can definitely see where it would be difficult to tell the difference. For me, preparation, you know, you need to be prepared and have everything ready when you have your plan ready. But planning is knowing what you're going to do, having all of those things lined up, taking each task and breaking it down one thing at a time and master each one. So once you have that done, then that's when the preparation comes in because you have to have all of your ingredients, for instance, prepared. You're ready to go, but without a plan, you don't know what you're doing. So you really need both. You need to plan your plan of attack, you know, what you're going to do, and then be prepared to carry it out and go with it, you know. There's really no right or wrong. You just have to try and do it and go from there. Learn from each experience. And learn from other people like you who are Definitely. offering, because this is you know this is very valuable information. And it, it 
while it's see, it may seem that it's like, well, that makes sense. You know, you plan, you you have patience, but really it's in the doing, and it's these little nuances oh, absolutely. that can make the difference and, and make or break you in a business, and especially a new venture. Right. Lisa, that was great advice. And it's Thank time you. for you to share your secret word and tell the listeners how they can win one of your products. Excellent. Well, our word is infused, and you can win one of our 8-ounce bath and body, um, the body butters, and just go to our site. You can email us directly from edensalchemy.com and send us an email, and those will go into a, a pile, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the month, on October 31st, we will draw a winner. And depending on the response, we may pick a couple, and you will get to choose your product. Oh, how nice. So so they need to email you the word infused. That's the yes. secret word. So obviously they have to listen to the show. And then they're going to email you through Eden's Alchemy or even is it okay if they use the, the Blue Moon Candles Absolutely. email as well? You and bet. then you'll compile the email uh, grouping and then you'll do a random drawing. At, in the, the Again, listeners, it ends October 31st, so be sure. And is it only one email per person necessary to be included? Yes. Yeah, that okay. should be fine. Uh, we have only a couple minutes left, Lisa. Uh, we've covered a lot. Is there anything else uh, significant that you want to say to other women in business, uh, a line or two that would really maybe get them going on their way besides all the other great advice you've offered? <laughs> you know what? I think you just have to get out there and do it and try. And, you know, if it doesn't work the first time or not everything works, don't be discouraged. Just hang in there. Look for encouragement from other people that can help you. You know, the help is available. You just need to ask for it. And that's the best thing you can do is just get out there and try. And start doing. Start doing. doing. And find something you enjoy and you love and just do it with all your heart. So your passion, put the plan, get a plan, then have patience and the preparation. Perfect. Listeners, you can contact Lisa and check out her beautiful products at www.bluemooncandles.com and www.bluemooncandles.com. EdensAlchemy.com. Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. I know you've just helped other women move closer to their dreams. Thank you, Lucy, for having us. That was great, and I really appreciate you know the opportunity to talk with you today. Oh, thank this you. was fun, and, and you were a great guest. And thank you, listeners, for sharing part of your busy day with us. We understand that every minute counts, and we hope our radio shows and lifestyle information at HereWeAreWithLucy.com help you make your lives better brighter, and easier on your way to running the world. I'm Lucy Weston, and I look forward to talking with you next time on Here We Are. <laughs>